Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time for Church Information and Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., a soldier on the battlefield who's been fighting for over 40 years for civil rights, human rights, and social justice. This is KNON 89.3 FM on your dial. So, without any further delay, Reverend Barnett, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine, Leon. I'm doing fine. Uh, and uh, I know you're doing okay, aren't you? Yes, sir. I'm doing much better. Um, I'm yeah. really fortunate that although I contracted COVID, I had the opportunity to take advantage of the effects of the vaccine yeah. and the Paxlovid therapeutic that virtually knocked it out within a, a week. All right. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You you wasn't down a long time to show you how God brought you through in a hurry. That's good. That's just wonderful. That's wonderful. But we still got a lot of things that we have to face, things that are before us that is, that's really need to be discussed in detail. So I hope you are ready that COVID has not messed with your mind. <laughs> no, it has not. As you say, thank God for that. Yes. I'm in my yeah. right mind. Yeah. It's a wonderful, that's a wonderful place to be is in your right mind. Yes, yes. it is. Uh-huh. I don't know. We, we've got, we're in a killing society now. Every day now. Let me be every day. Uh, uh, multiplicity of numbers are being killed at the same time in the same place. These things are just just something. I don't know what in the world is going on in the country. Now, but one thing I have to point out, we can tell without them showing us who did the killing. Now, when we look and see they show you a black person right off in the hood. It was a black dude to kill But when they don't show you the killer and, and, and go for days sometime before they let you know who really did the killing, we know that person was white. It's obvious. I watch things very, very close and watch how the media do things. I make sure that they, I see how they're doing it. I make sure. And uh, it's going to be something that uh, we are going to have to call out, have to call things the way they are. What do you think about it? Well, Reverend Barnett, it's part of the continual double standard that's applied to African-Americans and non-African-Americans. There's two yeah. there's two standards of everything. 
justice, economics, politics, etc. So you're absolutely correct. It's just that uh, the people who are benefiting do not want to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we we have to acknowledge it because, as you say, call it out. Because yeah. if you don't call it out, uh, people will say it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's correct. That is, that is so correct. But I tell you what, we have something facing us that could be a horrendous for a lot of people. And the Republicans is playing politics. With this Social Security and other things, benefits that help the poor and the working class. They don't want to fund the United States government. They say unless the president uh, make sure he give them a list of cuts he's going to make in certain programs. Now, this is utterly ridiculous. They funded for three years, every one, every year. They funded that Trump was president. They, re- they funded the government. But now that we have Biden as the president, a Democrat, these Republicans, the Republican Senate, that's what people get for voting Republican in that Senate race. They are now threatening to cut their Social Security. I believe me, there's a lot of people that's growing Social Security voted Republican. And if this thing come down this way, if they do not fund the government, those checks are not coming out. This is something that could be very horrendous to a lot of people because for some people, that's the only source of income is mm-hmm. the Social Security check. Mm-hmm. That's something. That's something to think about. Uh, welfare checks. There are other checks that are out there. The military. That people depend on. Yeah, military. You're so right. <coughs> Excuse me. That depends on the government to make to make payments to them for their survival. What do you think about that, Leon? What is? It? Well, in layman's terms, it's extortion. Mm-hmm. Um, the will of the people has decided that the Democratic Party is to be in power in the executive branch mm-hmm. and in part of the legislative branch. However, mm-hmm. the opposing party has taken it upon itself to try to impose its will on the policies that have already been put in place by the Biden administration. Mm-hmm irrespective of how it affects the masses, they are using this extortion-like technique in order to try to control the narrative. 
So, the issue is, what are the masses going to do about it? Who it's directly affecting? And are they going to just sit back and roll with the punches? Or are they going to go to the ballot box and to the courthouse and the state house and advocate for an immediate solution before things fall into the toilet and go down the drain? Well, I tell you what, they... They got it hanging like toilet bowl right now. <laughs> because, of what, because of the way they doing it. See, they want him to cut certain programs uh, that's going to hurt uh, black colleges and uh, going to hurt people at a certain level of income. And those who are on fixed income are going to be hurt. And this is really level against the moderate and lower income people. Mm-hmm. This is who this is going to be devastating to if it takes place. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm hoping it won't take place. But you just never know. Trump is their forerunner, and, and I'm looking at uh, John Cornyn the other night, the senator from Texas. Of all places, I was so surprised. Is telling them that Trump is unelectable. Mm. He can't win it with just his base. You have to have a broad base to win the presidency. But he, for someone to come out and speak out against him, that's that's odd in the Republican Party in these days and times. So. We we got we got some challenges before us. Definitely have some. All right, Reverend Barnett. Uh, uh, we, we we're still in the uh, fundraising. Are we still raising money, Reverend Barnett? I am proud and pleased as proverbial punch to say that fund the. Excuse me. The pledge drive has been concluded because we have reached our goal. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Like I tell my people, uh, we have we have the greatest audience in the country. Yes, we do. Now I do have uh, about three trolls that call my show. I have some trolls, <laughs> but most of my callers. Mm-hmm. Ninety percent of my calls are good people, intelligent people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but those two or three trolls they call, you know, you gonna always have something like that. Sometimes they so far off they make things interesting. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they make things interesting. All right, Reverend Barnett, I hate to interrupt, but. Uh, we've got a caller at 972-647-1893, and I don't want them to get to feel left out. All right. So uh, let's go to our call, Pierre. Hi. Yeah, good morning, uh, Leon. Good morning, uh, Reverend Barnett. We have uh, Imani on line one. Okay. Who we have? Good morning. I- Imani. Imani. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. 
Well, tell Brother Burnett, you get, how you feeling, brother? I'm fine. How are you doing? Well, I, 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 every Sunday morning, I, I try to cut on your station and listen to you every Sunday uh, and tell, tell people who they really are. And, and I appreciate you for that. And I want to let you know that. And I'm not going to say much, but I also want to thank you for your service. And uh, people do that to me for serving Vietnam, Army, Navy. And I, 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 and I realize that without us, there wouldn't be no country. We are the foundation of the country. And so if they try the foundation country, this country won't last very long. But I want to also thank the, 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 the Black Academy of Arts and Letters for inviting us down there this morning. Well, we were there last night and this morning. Dr. Boss Watkins in town. I hope he's listening to your station. Uh, All he's, right. He's yes, sir. He's, he's listening. I think I told him. I told him to get called in this morning and say hello. But we talk about money. We we, we, we don't worry about the politics anymore. We talk about money. We got a book. Called, we teaching the book called Ten Commandments of Black Economics Powers by Dr. Boss Watkins. And we have a class full of people down there, Black Academy Awards, and we have a think tank with power. So I thought I'd throw that out there because we, we can have, your show is the only one in town. That's why I told you, if you want to listen to some, some intelligent people that's talking about our problems, we call in your show this morning, and I hope you all receive him this morning. But I've got him go down to the art, I mean, the Black Academy Art this morning for our think tank, money think tank. Could I thank you? Okay. Give out the time. What time will he be there? He's speaking. I hope he's up because I got to be there at nine. <laughs> so I'm getting out of here, but it's a lot of us, and we talk. We just try to talk about politics. We go. We got this. The whole thing in America is called racism, and it's not about ism. That's something kind of a bigotry or bias. It's about a race. He's gonna get all the money. That was all about. It's all about money, 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 money. So we wake up. All of it's controlled by money. And when we get the money, we can take control of our own destiny. That's what we're talking about this morning, sir. That's That's what it's all about, Mike. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Very good. I'm glad to use in town. All right, Reverend Barnett. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have another caller. Uh, remember, it's, the number is 972-647-1893. And who do we have here? And we have uh, Beverly on the line three. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you this morning? I am fabulous this morning. I'm on this side of the dirt. I know that's right. <laughs> that's funny. You know what? You, you know what? We have more problems than anything. This president we have and his son is organized crime. He may be going to jail. The whole world is just in a toil. Well, you talking about this president? You don't like this president? I sure do not. But I, I voted for him to make sure that Trump and all of that stuff didn't get back in there. But we done jumped out the fire to skid it into the fire. But this well, is what I can't understand. Why isn't Obama name coming up in this? Obama? Yeah, well, he was his vice president. Yeah, he was a vice president under Obama. 
Exactly. I don't think uh, uh, President Obama wants any parts of this anymore. Mm -mm. He's going as high as he can go in America. So he's turning it over. But now, this president, you think he's worse than Trump? Uh, In a way, yes. I don't give any of them, I don't put any of them on a pedestal. Because this America was built off of corrupt. So I don't put any of them on there. And and all I know is, all I know is that all of these presidents that we are getting, they in that that bloodline. They just passed the torch. What uh, what what do you expect when you did you see this uh, coronation of the king over in England last week? Yes. Now, what do you think about that? He is a so-called royal family, and he's the king of England now, and their fortune has been supported and is being supported now by. Black people through slavery. Yes, this is how the royal family gained their fortune. Sixty billion selling slaves worldwide, going in into Africa, transporting them from Africa all over the world, and made and the, on today's market it would be billions of dollars that they made off of selling slaves. Yes, so what, that's so why what do you I expect out of their descendants in Washington. Sixty billion. Well, you know, this is what I got out of the history part of these these thugs. They came out of prison over there because they didn't want to do what they wanted to do, so they found their way to the United States. This is why we have all uh-huh. corrupt over here. Mm-hmm. They couldn't follow instructions over there, and they're not doing the job here. That's why I call it exposure time. Everything is being exposed. Oh, okay. All it's right. Been exposed. Have a good have a good weekend, you guys. And sorry, I, well, you guys have a happy Father's Day. I know I talked to you for then, and I'm sorry I didn't call last week to wish the ladies Happy Mother's Day. So I'm shouting out a belated Happy Mother's Day. Have a good weekend. Yeah, I was waiting on your call last week, and you didn't. I know. Call me. I know. You know. I'm just like the weather. When it change, I change. And with me working those hours for federal. My time get mixed up, and by the time it's time to change, <laughs> then I go back to the right stuff. It's all crazy. But anyway, I'm still right. here. You take all right, now. Right. It snowed on you last week. Okay. All, all right. right. Thank you. All right, Reverend okay. Barnett. It's time for a short break, and Tripping. we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's- I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. And we're back with more Church Information Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., who's been fighting on the battlefield for over 40 years. And uh, Reverend Barnett, before we go to the next call, I've got something I want to get off my chest. If you don't mind. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was on the show prior to me getting sick, uh, you talked about, right off the bat, gun violence. Yeah. And not even a day later, the, I don't know how you would characterize 
person shot up the outlet mall in Allen. That was the same day. Same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk, uh, I brought it up Saturday morning. It was just something on me, mm-hmm. saying something something bad is about to happen there. I, just, I could feel it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mentioned it because we've gotten to the place in this society that the chickens are coming on the roost mm-hmm. on these ultra-conservative right-wingers who don't want to do anything about uh, guns in America. They want that everybody have them, and they've lied for years telling people that if the Democrats get in there and they're going to take your guns away from you, everybody don't need a gun, and you don't need an AR-15 to go hunting. It's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a war weapon. Right. And, and these things, the chickens are just coming on the roof. That's and right. I just hope. And I hate to see innocent people die, but if you voted Republican, you're not innocent. <laughs> you you were listening to them, right? And you believe their rhetoric, mm-hmm. and they're they're lying like I don't know what. They lying up and down the streets and all those airways and everything. We got one of the worst governors any state could ever have, the second largest state in the union. Second in, in geographical areas, second in population, and we got the worst. We get, we have a modern day George Wallace in Austin right now. Lives here in Duncanville, Texas, right really really now. Is this this is atrocious? This is atrocious what's happening, yes. and uh, we need to learn to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And these people seem more willing to protect their firearms than they are to protect their children, yeah. their churches, their yeah. places of business. Mm-hmm. And people are doing nothing about it, expecting things to change. Yeah. Well, Leon, I need to call you by your real name, Leon. <laughs> 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 you may be a laugh at that. <laughs> you know, you see that commercial that comes on? What, what commercial is that? That old man and young man. <laughs> you said it right, uh, Reverend Barnett. Perfect. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but you are lay on now. Okay. All right. All right, we have a call of Reverend Barnett. And right. so, uh, Pierre, who do we have? Yeah, uh, we have Bill on uh, no, line one. Bill? Bill, yeah. Hi. Good morning, yeah. Bill. Good morning, Professor Barnett, and good morning, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Leon. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to hear your voice, Professor Barnett. I hope, I hope, uh, hope it's a good recovery for you, and you know, hope we get, get you alive and on the air again. You know, I might have got you live on the air here, but in studio, whatnot. But uh, uh, I was going to ask you a question, Barney. Uh, I've, I've been uh, listening to your show forever. And Miss Beverly, what, what is she talking about, uh, President Biden, or uh, the corrupt family, whatever? Uh, you know, uh, is there something I don't well, know? Well, 
Well, I think she was trying to sway that uh, the president knows something about what his sons are doing. That's what I, that's what I get. I, I oh, wouldn't comment right. on that because I, I, I'd rather have Ren Chin Chin as president <laughs> before I would Trump. So, or, or, or DeSantis, you know, or, or, or DeSantis. I think DeSantis is worse than, than, than you know, he's, uh, he's just a monster to me. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. most people, uh, the white supremacists in this country just go on, you know, they just, those are the people we should be worried about. And, uh, Anything good come for, they allow the hatred that they've been taught and been a part of all their lives to overtake any good thing that is happening to them because of the presence of other people. They hate them right. so much. It, I call it like it is hatred, bigotry, and hatred. Yeah. Bigotry and hatred. You know, it just and, and every time we have a, a mass shooting and whatnot, you know, they they're in their hurry and lightning speed to sweep it under the rug. You know, sweep yeah. it under the rug. And, mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know, the governor came out and said, you know, basically said thoughts and prayers, but that doesn't do anything. Mm-mm. You know, I, I don't need your yeah. thoughts and prayers. Not you if you did. Your, I don't well, need your legislation. Go ready. No, yes, I, I tell. I, I think to myself, I need you to legislate. You know, take care of, uh, you know, the children and the poor people and whatnot. But now they just rather, they'd rather pass bills to, to be even more racist and, and, you know, it's just uh, for nonsense, you know, take away everybody's right. You know, just, it's just, it's, it's not a losing battle, but we're not going to give up, Pastor Marnette. We're not giving up. No matter what they do, we're not giving up. No. The fight. So, I sure, I sure we don't give up at the poll. No. And that's Especially where we need to yeah because we those 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 characters those those top four politicians in Texas they are atrocious <laughs> one of them supposed to be in jail now the one's supposed to be in jail <laughs> you know, it's just we they break all kind of laws they lie they have not fixed that grid they're <laughs> lying about that oh. they're just hoping and praying we don't have too hot of a summer but I heard last night. The weatherman says it's going to be an extremely hot summer. So I yes, don't it's going to be a, a, a record summer. Is what what the what the farmers almanac and and, and, and <laughs> weatherman is predicting that it's going to be an extreme summer. So we'll see about the grid. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just these politicians, especially these Republicans we have in there right now, they insulate themselves, Pastor Barnett. They right. pass laws and whatnot to protect themselves mm-hmm. from prosecution. Yeah. Or, 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 mm-hmm. You know they protect themselves, and of course yeah. you got it all through Congress, you know Congress, and, and, and you know and, and all the offices. You know they protect themselves, they isolate, they insulate themselves with these laws. So they, you know there's there's you no know, there's nothing to there's no checks and balances. You right. know? Yeah. Let me ask you something, uh, uh, Carla. Let me ask you something. 
Do you remember when Clayton Williams was running for president? I mean, for, yes, the governor. For go, governor. Yes, the governor. Well, I think these they, these fellas have, have come forth. They've taken the place of what Clayton Williams was always talking about. You know, all he could brag about his money and how many millions he had and all of these things. We've got a right. government in Austin, Austin, and I can remember every governor, oh, even before Alan Shivers. I go back a long way. We've never really had a, a great Texas governor, but this is the worst one I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, I'm just you know, I'm almost seventy years old. That's my name. It's the worst that I've ever seen myself. Mm. Yeah, worst. And it's just they they legitimize everything, all their all their racist policies and whatnot, and they they legitimize everything. You know, yeah. and people stand in the background. I can see every time he speaks somewhere, people stand in the background just clapping like puppets. You know, back there clapping. You know, yeah. I, I think to myself, I say, you fools. You fools! These are going to be your children, you know, your grand, great grandchildren. You know, yeah. you're clapping in the background, you know, clapping in the background, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and mostly white faces. I'm going to tell you, it's the truth. Mostly white faces back there clapping against their own best interests, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's their racism they've been taught their whole lives. Bigotry, you know, they've been taught because racism mm-hmm. is taught. They're not born with that. But anyway, Pastor, Martin, I appreciate you listening to me and uh, hearing right. yourself. And, uh, All right, thank you. you know. mm-hmm. Thank you for your call. Call nine seven two six zero seven one eight nine three. All right. And uh, we have yeah, a, we have Tony on uh, line uh, three. Who? Tony. Tony. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Yes, we're right here. You on there? <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to talk about about the killing and uh, the president stuff. Anyway, um, well, you know what's going on right now is, like you said, everything's going back to the 1960s till you had World Connors and all those. So, so everything right now is nothing new. It's just the media is not put in context of what happened in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And and so, mm-hmm. and so you, you you have the governor of Florida and Texas appealing to white nationalists. Mm-hmm. fact. Okay, uh-huh. the truth is this: is this is that we have black people who who are living their best lives and and doing the thing they're doing, and at the end are going to be coming complaining when when the vote comes down to it. Say. Oh, I didn't vote because I didn't believe uh, Biden. Okay, no, no problem. We've been here before. But when they bite you and they get you and they shoot you and put you in prison, I, I, I want you to hear. Or I want hearing things saying, "Hey, you know, we need to do something." Because the fact of it is, this you have chose not to, to, to participate in this government. Even though we didn't create it. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is you've been lulled in the sleep. To say, okay, you know what? It, it's going to happen. You know, we, no, we've been culturally conditioned for the word I want. Culturally conditioned that, okay, we can't do anything about it. Now, we just had elections in, in the Dallas area. Local elections. It was pitiful. Mm-hmm. 
we, we got sororities, fraternities, and, and, and all these groups come like that to vote. And, 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 and the first thing is this. I asked all of them the same question. Are right, you going to the project? Not going to do it. I ain't talking about going to Mother the King Center and not going to do it. And come to you. Are you going to places where they are, where the votes are? No, you're not, because you're scared. You're middle class. You're scared. You're scared of your own people. You know? And so, and so, and so at the end of the day, you come by, wow. you ain't voting, but you're scared to go to the places where they are, where, where we are. And, yeah. And another point I, another point I want to make is what, what, what we don't want to discuss is this. All Hispanics mm-hmm. are not just black people. All Hispanics are not our adversaries. But there are a certain portion of, of of Hispanics who are white in thinking. The guy up in uh, Allen was white. Uh, the the yeah. guy who that last killing had a, a Spanish surname. The guy that that that, that, that stole that stole that that that, that, uh, that information from the government has a, a Spanish surname. Right. Many of many of many people forget that before 1960, before 1960s, you know. Hispanics were considered in a white category. You know, well, and, and, you're right. They declared they they wanted to be considered a minority. Uh, a minority that was in 1971, because mm-hmm. uh, there was so many programs that uh, we as African Americans was winning, and they wanted to a uh, part of this. So they wanted to be declared a minority, a person of color. They that's when things change. Whatever way the wind blows, that will, you know, uh, help them. They make sure they get a part of it. Whatever Uncle Sam is going to do, uh, they want to be a part of it. Things that we go out and fight for in the area. It's, and it's, it's, that's just honest to God truth about the whole situation. And and, 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 and and that's the thing, like, especially in Dallas, you, you, you see D Magazine, you see all the, uh, uh, in white newspapers, they're pushing mm-hmm. for, you know, white, well, Hispanic, Hispanic um, organizations and businesses, but if you look at the color, they all look white. And I don't some of them have, have ethnic, uh, you know, characteristics, but at the end of the day, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's to the point where we don't want to talk about it because it, 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 you know you don't be be that critical, but but at the same time you have some Hispanics who are white Jason who are neo Nazis. That's a fact. Mm. And and yeah. the fact of it is this: you know what happens is you have politicians that they don't want to talk about it because they friends in in, in in other areas. You know are Hispanic. I mean, like your program, your program is here to have a conversation, a dialogue. Not to be on people, but hey, let's sit down and talk about it and hash these things out and, and have common interest. I'm going to leave you with one last thing. Roland Martin said 60% of Texas is minority right now. So mm-hmm. he, said, he also said that um, 75% of the people up, uh, between uh, 18, uh, 25, 29 didn't vote. Did not okay. vote. And, and, and so, and so the, the local people, the local politicians, the local Democrats, they know this. But guess what I told you earlier? They ain't going to the places where we are. They ain't going to the barrios. No, no, they going. They're going to be fundraising. They dressing up. And the first thing they're going to tell you, they want their vote. I talked to a young man yesterday at work. Said he's not voting. 
he ain't voting mm-hmm. for Biden. Literally. And then the first thing you're going to have people, well, you need to vote. I'll tell you something. You can sit in these middle class enclaves <laughs> and think you safe. Yeah. Hmm. But you've been proven every day in the news they come into the enclave and shoot you. Mm-hmm. That's okay though, because you teachers, you politicians, you teachers, all you ones who live in these middle class areas, when they come to you and they shoot your kid, I'm gonna ask you, what did you do? And mm-hmm. my last thing is this: anybody who talk, who, who talk about politics, ask them if they vote. Hey, look at TV; they always ask somebody some, about some issue. No one ever said, did you vote? Because you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact of it is this. Well, you know, uh, I don't like this. Well, did you vote? No. But then what, what are you talking about? We'll what, have a conversation then. You have like the issue. Every issue in America has to do with uh, uh, politics. Period. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your information. Yes, yeah, remember that. 972-607-1893. Let, let me put, add this in, Reverend Barnett. I did some research on what the caller just talked about. And uh-huh. in Texas, 40% of the population says they're Democrat. 30% says they're Republican. And 20-some-odd percent say that they're independent. But... In the legislature, the Republicans have a super majority. Mm-hmm. So this is why people need to pay attention to these elections because you, you actually have the minority dictating to the majority. And that's why the legislature and the top four elected officials in the state are able to get a stranglehold and dictate to the rest of the state because as the caller says people don't vote and people are not aware well what has happened down on that border that was the difference in Texas going uh, to blue rather than remaining red the Hispanic vote along the border, along the Rio Grande, caused Texas to go Republican. That's the vote. Mm. Now, I tell you who told it first and pointed it out to me was former Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson. That's the reason why Texas didn't go blue instead of red was the Mexican vote. On the board. Okay. Those people don't want the Mexicans crossing and other ethnic groups from Central and South America uh, coming there and stopping in their place, their hometown. They they are against them. So uh, we it, this is not an easy conversation because there are a group are Mexicans that really know and staunch Democrats and have done some things and have have done some things that really has helped but there are those who come here specifically to take the jobs of African Americans. You got you got both sides. It's not easy. All right, Reverend Barnett, it's time for a short mm-hmm. break and 
We're gonna be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like that? Here we go. And we're back. All right. You ready to take another uh-huh. call, Ron Barnett? Yes, I am. Bring him out. And we have a Malcolm Robinson on uh, line four. All righty. Yes, the barrister? Yes. Are you there? Good morning. How are you doing there, sir? Fine, fine. How are you doing? You've been under the weather. Yes, I have, and, and I am uh, almost 100% back. Uh, okay, but I was calling for a specific reason. But before I get to that, you been you mm-hmm. been Clayton Williams? Was he ever really governor? No, no, oh. he, you know he didn't. He dropped out and everything. And in oh. fact, something happened to his airplane. Luckily, oh. I guess. He wasn't on that plane, but that they said plane just fell out of the sky. And oh, this really? was his private this was his private jet. And uh he was a very radical radical. Oh radical, yeah. ultra conservative. That yeah. was we said gonna sit Texas back. Looks like we got sit back anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, okay. What we got, this is bad as, as they called him Clady. As bad as Clayton was. And what year was that, Reverend Barnett? Uh, when was that? What year was that? For the benefit of those who are not from Texas. Uh, let me see. Was this? Was this was in the nineties, wasn't it? I believe. I believe it was in the nineties. Yeah, okay. in the nineties. Yeah, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Because oh, he was terrible. You know, he his, his claim to fame was. Uh, when he was talking about women, and I believe they were talking about, I don't know if they were talking about oh. women. <laughs> he made that statement. Get ready. Get ready. He made that statement that if women were ever attacked or, I guess, raped or something, that the that what they should do is just lay back and enjoy it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was in the 90s. And yeah, that, well, see the thing he would have. He had what he he called his honey hops. Yeah, that he bring a lot of women out there on his ranch, and he invite a lot of big multimillionaires and, and some Texas politicians and all would come out, and they turn the women loose, and the politician had to go find them, and you know they kept what they found. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was a terrible fellow. Yeah. He was a terrible fellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I was calling everybody. <laughs> I wanted to focus the listeners on their tax, property tax appraisals and, and assessors. And, and just make sure that they are on top of that. That's the time for them to really get an assessment of their mm-hmm. property and their wealth in their property mm-hmm. based upon their tax appraisal and the tax assessor. And they should note that each county is different. So uh-huh. decide you want to protest your your tax assessment 
it's different for each county. And the way you know about it is going to be different for each county, and the deadlines and timelines are different county. So you got to make sure that you take a close look at it, make the decision, uh, get an understanding of exactly what it says, make a decision, decide you're going to protest it, and then protest it in accordance with the rules and the uh, time uh, uh, period in the county uh, of the actual where the property is located. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to call people's attention. The deadline for you to uh, protest is, is a little different than each county as well. Okay. So pay close attention and make sure you follow the, the steps that you need to follow to meet the deadlines and to make the decision whether you're going to protest your property tax appraisal. That's very, very important. Well, now, uh, how, probably how many counties around this area you suggest because we're hearing far more than just Dallas County. Uh, you, Karen and Colin and we got several Denton, uh, up there at Denton, all that area up in there. Uh, all of these counties will be different. Every county, yes, every county is different. Hmm. And, so if your property is located in that county, you have to go by what their, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> assessor appraisal is. But you need to pay close attention to it. And just don't okay. sit back and do nothing. Pay close attention to it and decide on whether or not you're going to protest and find out what the deadlines are and what the procedures are to actually protest if, in fact, you're going to do that. Okay. Okay. So, I tell you what, we're going to have to bring you back on uh, and let you disseminate that information because uh, we, this, believe it or not, Kano in has a very strong signal. Yeah. I've driven almost and got right outside of Austin, and I've heard it, and, and almost to Houston, and so uh, we, I like, uh, could you broaden that a little broader than uh, uh, Dallas County? You think you could do that? Well, uh, one thing I, I can, when I broaden it, I broaden it to each county where the property is located, so only thing that I can say to them is they need to know which county their property is is located, and they should have received the tax uh, appraiser and assessor's uh, evaluation of their property by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they know which county their property is located. Take close attention to that. That's okay. And so, you know, I can't, I, I, you know, they have to know where the property is located. That's all I can say. I can't okay, have good. Good. Yeah. Uh, I understand they, that. And then they, mm-hmm. have to, they have to make the decision on how they're going to proceed. And my only purpose is to remind them of that and make sure that they know what the deadlines are and what the guidelines are uh, regarding the, their county because each one is going to be different. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, Barrister, can I get you to answer a question for me that I was wasn't able to hear last week because I was under the weather? Uh, what is your position on eminent domain and how that affects certain groups? Well, I'm glad you brought that. Uh, we, I tried to touch upon that a little bit last week, but, you know, we was having some technical issues. Eminent, mm-hmm. eminent, <coughs> excuse me, eminent domain is a public taking of private property. They use the doctrine of eminent domain, a public taking of private property a public purpose. Excuse me. Now, historically, it's been a public purpose. In other words, if the government was trying to build a highway and they needed property to build a highway and you own property that was in the path of the, of the highway, they could use eminent domain to take your property for the purpose of building the highway because it benefits the public. Public benefit. Historically, that's the way it was done. And when they did that, then what they would do is you would get noticed about the eminent domain and you had an opportunity to object, obviously, and they would pay you a reasonable price, or offer you a reasonable price, to take your property for that public purpose. The problem is the Supreme Court, our great Supreme Court of the United States of America, jumped in and allowed eminent domain to be used for taking property for a private benefit. In other words, if a developer wanted to develop certain property and the uh, government felt it was good to have the developer develop the private property because it would raise the tax base for the government, they could they would use eminent domain and say that they were taking your property and actually they act like it'd be for a public benefit because it raised the tax base if they developed the property. But it really was more for a private benefit because a developer wanted to develop the property so the property could be sold. That's, that's, that's basically the concept of eminent domain. Uh, like I said, our Supreme Court jumped in and now, the, you know, they, they, they can take it for a Well, 
we've got some problems uh, down there in Coleman County in Terrell. Uh, a lady called in last week and was telling us about how they're taking property. And uh, is, do they do that during the time, say, people are behind on taxes. Do they just go in and take it like that? Oh. How is that usually resolved? No, it's, not, it's not based on you being behind on property, on, on taxes. <clears throat> it's based upon, it currently is based upon the government wants to use the property to increase the benefit to the government. And it can be a private developer who is going to develop the property, which will increase the tax base for the government. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, that they'll use eminent domain to do that. And they will take your property, and and then they will pay you, or you uh, you're required to accept a reasonable offer for your property, regardless of what, what the value may have been. But, you know, in most cases, it wasn't that high. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll take the property and they'll develop it. So, so attorney, uh, how does that impact uh, gentrification? Well, it, it is, in fact, government gentrification. Yeah. It's not a government. Instituted by your local government. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, it it but it's, it's gentrification that has an effect on you that you don't have any really good strong basis to fight. And it, it, it in my opinion, it's dangerous. But <laughs> okay, uh, mm-hmm. it's the dangerous power of the government. And uh, people need to understand that. But when it happens, it's just going to happen. Go consult with an attorney. Make sure you consult with an attorney that can assist you and represent you so you can at least try and get a decent offer for your property. Have you ever found one of those cases? Say that again. Have you ever fought one of those cases where the government was taking a person's property and they they didn't want to sell, they didn't want to move, and they uh, hired them a lawyer? Uh, have you ever fought one? Well, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd like to hear this answer. <laughs> understand that and, and do the best that you can 
regarding the situation so you can get the best that you can for your property. But once eminent domain is turned on you, it's on you. And mm-hmm. you just have to do the best. That's all I can say. So you might not get as much for that property if you fight them, right? Say that again. If you fight them, would they think you? You think they would pay a fair price for your property if you put up a fight? If you you can put up a fight regarding the price, and you know there's been cases that people have gone to court because they felt they weren't offered the proper price for their property, and uh, yeah, you can do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can't prevent them from grabbing the property. That's that's the that's the bottom line. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, gentlemen, yeah. it's time for that. a break. And, uh, uh, Barrister, if you have any more comments, uh, you can stay on and we'll let you finish up right after this short break. Yeah, what's up? It's- I'm going to kick it with the line, you know? And we're back for the second hour of church information and open forum here on. K9, K-N-O-N, 89.3 FM on your radio dial. K-N-O-N.org, if you're streaming. And we're going to go back to Rem Barnett and the Barrister. So, Barrister, go ahead and do your concluding statement. Well, let, 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 hold up, hold up. Let, mm-hmm. let, let me uh, say... Uh, Barrister, were you, uh, uh, were you, you hadn't planned to be on an hour this morning, had you? Is he still there? Is he still there? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, well, because I wanted to schedule you a whole hour. Uh, you know what we talked about. Uh, on try to make up for last week. Well, because I was very disappointed with with our show last week. So, uh, just go, go right ahead and finish this, and then we'll bring you back later on in, in, in the month. Okay? Yeah. Well, well, I guess May just about gone now, so we have to get, get you twice in June. All right? Yeah. Right well, basically, basically, where I'm by now, I'm finished. Unless somebody have any questions or anything, I don't have any other comments. Okay. Well, I tell you what. Uh, go and uh, uh, if you remain listening, somebody got a comment. If y'all have a comment, y'all want uh, the attorney to re- uh, really expound upon this morning. Let us know. Call and let us know, and I hopefully he'll be still listening. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. And the number is 972-647-1893. That's the number to reach us right now. All righty, do we have any uh, callers online? Yeah, we have a uh, Varen on line one. Varen. Okay, go right here. Yes. Right. Hello? We hear you. Hello? Uh-huh. Who, 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 who am I speaking with? You're breaking up. Can you get a little closer to wherever you need to get so we can get a clear uh, yeah. sound from you? Yeah, how's that? Is that better? 
Yeah, let's see how this works. All right. Yeah, <laughs> my name is Darren Gracie. I'm a candidate for Dallas City Council District 2. Okay. And just wanted to call in and introduce myself to your listeners, introduce myself to you, uh, and more importantly, just thank your listeners for uh, coming out and supporting me. I was able to get 46% of the vote, uh, but we're in a run. So I really just want to take this time to, to say thank you to those who did vote and uh, voted for me especially, but remind you that you're in a runoff, and that runoff starts May 30th through June 6th. And then the election day is uh, June 10th. So we need you to come back out one more time and support myself, Zarin Gracie, for Dallas City Council District 3. All right. Uh, Mr. Gracie, what do you plan to do? Thank you for asking me. <laughs> Thank you for asking me that. So um, I have a lot of things uh, on, the, on the agenda, but I think when you're looking at the landscape for District 3, I think one of the uh, greatest assets that we have is our parkland. So I really want to make sure, uh, especially with this upcoming bond program, uh, that we're able to get some funding to really invest in our parks so we can make uh, District 3 uh, one of the most uh, out attractive outdoor attractions within the region. And I, I believe we can do that. Um, one of the examples that's happening now under uh, Casey Thomas's uh leadership the current council member is a public private partnership that we've done with the 287 acres or so uh, uh land over in mountain peak that they're going to turn uh, they've already converted it into a motor biking park and all of that property uh but they they now the city and the uh, texas land institute will go come in and um uh, develop it and, and turn it into an outdoor hiking, biking trails. Um, so that's just an example of some opportunities that we have there. Uh, another one is really just with our shopping centers. Um, really just providing some facelifts to our shopping centers, making them look more attractive so that we can attract more local businesses uh, to come in. Um, really look across some of the landscape. There's a lot of business gentrified out. I heard you talking about that earlier. Uh, they're getting gentrified out of their places. And, and really, I want to say uh, to those businesses in Bishop Bard and West Dallas that uh, Oak Cliff, District 3, we're open for business, and we want to create some opportunities for places for them to see uh, the businesses that they've had for so long. Um, you, you, you look around this year, all of these businesses that's been closed and been here for years, but they've been closing. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate that they don't have to take the land, but we want to really keep some of those legacy points in the book. And do that through our strategy. Uh, and then there's basic stuff. Coke clients, they, they do an amazing stuff, but we want to be able to, they're meeting all of the needs, those basic needs within the neighborhood. Uh, uh, you're making sure trash is, is picked up on time. Communication um, will be a big strategy. It's really been a in terms of uh, uh, engaging the neighbors and uh, take that to the next level and make sure that they're uh, communicating. They have a way that they can write back to me as well. Um, so just make sure the community is just. Oh, we're having a. Uh, we can't. You, you're, can you do something to improve the, the call quality so we can yeah, kind of hear what that? you're saying? Uh, let's try and let's, let's try and let's try and continue. So, but you need to adjust yeah, something. I, I couldn't understand okay. a word he was saying. Uh, let me oh, ask you something. You mentioned uh, 
shopping? What shopping centers in District 3? So, so you have, uh, I'm just driving around, so I'm looking at the shopping center. The example I'm using is the uh, shopping center right there on Polk and uh, Keast. Uh, or is that Hampton? Hampton and Polk and Keast. It's Polk and Keast. Um, there's, a, there's a shopping square there. There's an excellent cafe that's, that's been there for years, driven by it, drove by it. Uh, and then it just dawned on me that that was the same spot. There's an excellent cafe in Uptown. There's an excellent cafe in South Lake. Uh, but you never would have known that that was the same quality of restaurant in our neighborhood because of how the exterior looks. So it's it's one of those that wasn't fair to that business or any of those other businesses that have been in that uh, district uh, for years. There's another one um, where Catfish Connection is right there off of uh, Keys. And... They got mm-hmm. that facelift. Um, they got that facelift there. Uh, there's a coffee shop that's been there, Catfish Connection. I uh, found out there's a black-owned furniture store there. They got that facelift, so there's a lot more traffic driving it. Right across the street from there, there's been a restaurant that's been on um, the Food Network uh, there, but you never would know it. Um, now, right across the street where the bathroom is. Is Winwood Village in your district? Redbird? No, it's across the street. Wynwood, no. Wynwood Village. No, it, I think it used to be, but it's not. It's no longer in my district. It's no longer in your district. Yeah, okay. I think that's Chad, Chad West, I believe. Okay. Fine. In the world, did he get transferred? Who drove? Yeah, who? who those? I don't know. Yeah, that was a process that recently occurred, Reverend Barnett, and. Mr. Garcy, can you kind of give us the boundaries of your district so the listeners will know if they're in your district or not? Sure, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll start on Camp Wisdom right at, at Redbird Mall. So everything to the right of Camp Wisdom is District 8. If you drive all the way down Camp Wisdom to uh, University Hills is the cutoff. Uh, for District 8, and then you make that left and you go down. It gets a little funny because of the rezoning. It gets a little choppy going that direction, but that goes pretty much all the way almost down to Illinois. Then you come back up, and then it goes all the way pretty much to to uh, um, almost the Grand Prairie is the cutoff that way, and then you come back the other way, uh, and then Duncanville is the, is the cutoff, and then you come back up Camp Wisdom uh, uh, down down camp wisdom um cutting through through duncanville but there's a cutoff there and so it's wh- just drawn real funny and what's the northernmost point of uh district three you're gonna have to forgive me with my let me go look at my map because my direction is terrible <laughs> uh yeah i'm not even gonna try to pretend to answer that uh so yeah so the northernmost point is david it's, okay it's david and, and then and, and, uh yeah, let's see, northeast, the easternmost point is, I say university, is uh, Lancaster. And then, of course, going back to the east, it's uh, Grand Prairie. To the Okay, I, mean, I know this yeah. is not yeah. a school board race, but what high schools are in your district? Uh, in my district, we have <coughs> Kimball, um Carter, I believe, is right there on the border. Um, you said high schools? Yeah. Yeah, and then the sock is on the border as well. 
Is it in your district? Is that side of Marcellus in your district? That's where uh, you, you'll have to forgive me. I can't answer that specifically because of how it was re rezoned. I'm sitting here trying to find it now on the map, but I can't. I'm, I can't answer that for sure. How long I think it's right, I know it's right on the border. I've been in Dallas for about 20 years. Um, about 20 years. I've been in yeah, and I've been in this district for 10, and I've worked for the city of Dallas for 16 years. Okay, I thank you, thank you, and uh, you have a wonderful day. Good luck in your election. All right, all right, thank you. Yes, huh? Next is the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Yes. All right, who do we have next, Pierre? Uh, Joe. Joey's on the line three. All right, Joe, you're on. Yeah, good morning, uh, uh, Reverend Barnett, Joe Taze. Uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's just while since I've been in your company in present, so uh, happy to hear your voice and, and uh, hope it all is well for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go right here, Joe. Uh, yes, I just wanted to, uh, uh, to visit for just a little bit with uh, you and the audience uh, on uh, where we are as uh, as uh, as a community, particularly District 3, as uh, as you know, uh, I'm in a runoff against the, the previous uh, speaker. Uh, I was just listening in terms of uh, uh, one, making himself aware at this point of what is going on uh, in the southern sector and throughout Dallas, for that matter, and, it's, and specifically District 3. Uh, I've lived in Dallas for 30, uh, possibly 30 uh, 31, 32 years, but my history, uh, as far as Dallas is concerned, predates that by many years or and, and decades. And so, uh, at, at this particular point, I don't need to learn the Dallas. Uh, I've been a part of the change, of uh, the need for change, and recognizing the need for change the 32 years mm-hmm. that I have uh, that I have lived here. And uh, when you start looking at where we are. Uh, uh, conditionally, uh, in terms of whether it's, it's, it's stores or, or restaurants or, or, or developments or, or, or housing, one of the reasons that we're in the predicament or predicaments that we're in uh, uh, is that we've had lackadaisical leadership. We've had people who would sell their souls uh, for an opportunity for, I guess, a big meal or or a trip to a penthouse uh, to have a, a, a golden wheel, et cetera. But we have always ended up with the short end of the stick. It is way mm-hmm. past time for that to change. And as uh, a Dallas City Council person for District 3, I will be part of that change because, like, I know uh, from where we've come and I know where we are. And uh, if you haven't lived long enough, Sometimes it's a little bit difficult to assess where it is that we're going or need to go. I am mm-hmm. unbought and unbossed. And that's, I will take that with God's help to the residents of District 3, the Southern Sector, and throughout the whole of Dallas. Okay. All right. Well, it looks like you were going to have a good race over there. And uh, well, I wish you well. I wish you well. Brother Joe Tave, and uh, you have been around a long time. 
and you participate yes, in this city. You have. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks for this opportunity. Good day. Uh-huh. Next is the line, 972-647-1893. All right. Who do we have? Ramon, I want to ask you something uh, concerning your Sunday church service. Are you still doing that? Yes, I'm still doing it. I, uh, at 10 o'clock now, now I switched from 9.30 to 10 o'clock. They saw Marion Boyette Sr. Uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Marion Boyette Sr. On Facebook at 10, 10 a.m., Everybody is invited to listen and watch and participate. And uh, we ask you to come join and enjoy the Lord with us. Just come enjoy him with us. And not only enjoy, be inspired and informed in our, in our services. We do. We love to inspire and inform. Amen. Okay, uh, I think Pierre is saying that we need to take uh, a small break. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Okay, we're back on Church Information Open Forum. 972-647-1893 is the number. And just to piggyback on the last, on the previous public service announcement, I have been in the process in the last couple of years of trying to get some funding for African-American students, diversity, equity, and inclusion at a small college that I desegregated back during the 70s in that era. And uh, I want to have some more information on how uh, students sort of be average could access scholarship opportunities at that school on next week. So I want your listeners to be aware that that's coming next week. And uh, now we're going to move on to our next caller. Here? Well, let me ask you something, uh, uh, Leon. Okay. Are you still working on computers? I absolutely uh, still am working on uh, my PhD in computer information systems. Mm. And uh, that's an ongoing process. Uh, the dissertation phase takes uh, at least a year, according to some to according to others but yeah that's something I've been doing since 1998 <laughs> that's 25 years man. well yeah you know give or take a year or two so yes I still dabble in computers and uh, I'm hoping that uh, I can help to inspire some young people to go into the technical fields, uh, medicine, law as the barrister, economics in particular, these fields instead of 
seeing them on the news for doing things that are counterproductive to what uh, the dream of Martin Luther King had. Uh, you know, there are more options now than ever. But uh, in my, you know, one-on-one uh, work with some of the high schools, our young people are just not going in the right directions and we need to have a paradigm shift on the cultural the cultural perspective of how young people feel about education. Well now, uh, a computer program, they make, don't they make big money these days? Well, if you code, you can make 40 bucks an hour. And Whoa. you can do it from your home. Uh, that, and uh, uh, is things like this made aware to our young people the kind of money they can make it, learning that is, you know, the technology with computers? Uh, could they not? Are they being told? Well, Rem Barnett, the culture that uh, generations X, Y, and Z, and these other different uh, labels that they have for younger people is does not does not stress, emphasize, or direct them to those these types of you know these types of ways of life. Uh, say, for instance, uh, let's talk about the the young basketball player Jay Morant. Now, here's a multimillionaire mm-hmm. and his behavior is like that of a guy who's standing around on the corner and it's a part of the culture that when you're around these younger people and you listen to how they talk uh, they need to have a, a 180 degree uh, reversal of how they approach life and how they look at life and go back to some of the things that were done 20, 30 years ago when you and I were young people also, which is more than 20, 30 years ago. (laughs) But (laughs) I think the audience understands what I mean. Uh, You know, James Brown used to say, I don't want nobody to give me nothing, open up the door and let I'll get it myself. Things like that. Uh, Ain't no stopping us now. Uh, they need to go back to that culture, and not the, you know, the pants hanging off when you're in school with the with the kids in high school. You got to tell them pull up your pants. You got to tell them stop calling each other n words. So, this is part of who they embrace, and we need to get them to embrace something that's more productive. So we need to shake up our young people and give them a new directive on how to make it in this country. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we can go back to your phone line. All right. All right, we have Councilwoman uh, Caroline Arnold on uh, line four. All righty. Good morning. Good morning uh, to you. Are we still, are we the mayor pro tem, the mayor? Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. 
emails like some communities do if they can't get out so that we can have documentation. And it's better if you send an email that you can't participate so you can weigh uh-huh. in on how you want the money sent. Now, my number, once again, is 214-670-0780. And if, you, if a caller wants to get the proper email address, which is district4 at dallas.gov, uh, and there's some confusion, feel free to call us. Our phone lines are always open. So that's 214-670-0780, and we have become pretty much uh, operated for a couple of other districts. So if they get sidetracked and they're listening, they can call us, and we will direct them to the appropriate council member's office. But the $4.5 billion is for the budget, and that's why we mm-hmm. provide services, streets and roads and what have you. Uh, the bond proposed is $1 billion that we'll propose uh, for a vote for May 2024. Uh, once again, uh, just quickly chiming in on eminent domain. Eminent mm-hmm. domain, as the barrister stated this morning, is the government's move to take land that is supposed to be used for public purpose. I can give you quickly two examples in which eminent domain was in the best interest. Cadillac Heights was one of those during that time get all the flooding. And you had uh-huh. some people who wanted to stay. That was not a good choice to stay in the middle of that floodplain. So we did buy out. Every individual had a different conversation around the value of their home. And so mm-hmm. that was an example. But we also now have the Corps of Engineers yeah, coming wow. in to prepare those uh, levees so we can redevelop. And that's what we're doing at Cadillac Heights. We'll be making some announcements about that coming up. But I do did want to mention, too, it's very important that those who are listening understand May 22nd, I believe that, that, that next week, is the last day to protest the property taxes. And the confusion, Pastor, is this. Uh-huh. We get calls from citizens concerning uh, the property taxes, and they're calling us complaining about their tax uh, property taxes. They should uh-huh. be contacting the county, and they should protest because the value is what's going, the appraisal is really what's killing a lot of us, the appraisal. Even though we reduce the tax rate, we as a city can't reduce the appraisal. That comes from the county. So it's very important okay. that folks understand, look at your tax bill. You have about four taxing jurisdictions. You have the city. You have the school district. You have the hospital district. And so uh-huh. they're about jurisdiction, they're all taxing and they're weighing in on that property tax. So it's important, mm-hmm. even though we may reduce our taxes as a city, you're probably, you're, I think your highest tax in jurisdiction is Dallas Independent School District. And I talk uh-huh. about this all the time. Uh, Trustee Josh Foreman encourages everyone to come down to the school uh, to, to, to the uh, trustees hearing to weigh in on issues that affect them as taxpayers and very few people go. I mean, I can call that Neva Jackson as one of those who continuously goes uh, out when Trustee Foreman speaks, and she does have a have a support. But we need more people to go in and weigh in on those taxes. And so I did want to mm-hmm. make sure I threw that in. And then last but not least, on those shopping centers, I did want to weigh in just a little bit because I'm getting folks during the campaign who says, oh, we need to improve uh, these shopping centers. Why are they still looking the way they look? Well, mm-hmm. case in point, 
shopping centers are private property, private property. They're not owned by the city. We cannot right. we cannot force any landowner to alter, change, improve their property unless it is a violation of code. And ugly mm-hmm. is not a code violation. Now, we are offering money. I have discretionary money, and I have offered to a couple of landlords. One piece, oh, no. Lancaster Keys, we work with Lancaster Keys. We're working also with Glendale Shopping Center with those owners. If they want to come accept the discretionary funds, they have to match it with their own personal funds. So we do mm-hmm. hear the community, but if you're dealing with property, private property, once again, I'll repeat that, private property, the law does protect them to a certain extent in terms of their ownership. It just cannot create a harm to the public. And so we need the right. community to right. continue to be educated on issues so we can better serve them. So thank you for allowing me to expound on those couple of things. I, I, I want to ask you uh, something. I want to invite you and the city manager to come okay. give us a brief <laughs> overview one Saturday morning of the budget. Give us an overview. I know you can't cover that whole thing uh, in one show, but could y'all come on and give us an an overview and maybe he can pinpoint some areas where people really need to be at these meetings that you're talking about. Right, right, right. So I will definitely work on that. And Reverend, let me tell you what we see when we have these meetings. We will have community meetings, and I try to have, we've already started some of them, because I tried to make sure I target my seniors during the daytime, and they come through the Uh recreation center. But if we Uh host meetings at night, you will have 20 staff members and three community members. So we've got to do a better job of getting the word out, and then we've got to work through our churches. We've got to work through different businesses to get the word out, and we're going to continue to work on that. But your show is an excellent tool to get the word out. So that's why I'm here this morning asking folks to listen in, continue to listen in. I will work on that conversation with uh, city manager uh, Broadnack because he does manage, he create, he crafts the budget. Council members don't necessarily craft the budget. That is a mm-hmm. charter do, design for the city manager. So we'll work on yeah. that. But make sure folks realize Monday is the last day to turn in a written a challenge to the taxes, and it has to be postmarked by midnight. So Tuesday is too late, Wednesday is too late. It has to be postmarked and stamped by midnight unless they're going to take their written protest into the county. So thank you for letting me elaborate this morning on those couple of things. All right, thanks. Okay, please. And please go to work on that for me, all right? I will. Be safe and take care of yourself. And right. and tell that person that President Biden did issue some stimulus checks with the American Rescue Plan that he signed when he first got in the office. And I appreciate that because we've been putting that money. Each council member got a million dollars on that rescue money, and we I put mine into streets and home repair and a few other mm-hmm. things. So thank you for reminding us that. Thanks and have a great day. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, bye bye. All right, that clears the line, 972-607-1893. Who do we have next, Mia? All right, so we have uh, Sandra on uh, line one, but uh, just before, we have to take a break. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's- 
I'ma kick it with the line, y'all know. And we're back for our final segment of Church Information and Open Forum with your host, Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. And Reverend Barnett, can you talk about your Sunday service one more time for the listening audience? I certainly can. Uh, we are Heavenly Joy Church. We are on Facebook tomorrow morning, Marion C. Barnett Sr. Uh, at 10 a.m. Our service is at 10 a.m. We're asking everybody to come be a part of it. Be inspired and informed and encouraged to go forth and do the things that we are supposed to do. And we will let you know. And I do tell the truth of the Bible. I do let us know and let my people know. We're the children of Israel. And I can take you to the Bible. You can interrupt me anytime, anywhere you see me. And I can share it to you. And you go shock, be shocked and say, I didn't know that was us. And it is us. And I do preach liberation theology. All right. God bless you. And, and you say okay. that's, that's Marion C. Barnett Sr. Or what is that? Can you say that one more time? Marion C. Barnett Sr. Okay. Yes, uh-huh. All right. So, Pierre, who do we have next? All right. Okay. Uh, Sandra, okay. Sandra is on the line one. Is that Sandra? Sandra, yeah. Okay. She's on. Yes, good, good, good morning. I am good on morning. my way to... Good morning. I'm on my way to Mahia down 45. I'm going to be... Yeah, you No, I don't have my radio on. Okay, yeah, listen no, to your phone. Uh-huh. Am um, I listening to my phone? I'm talking to you on, on my uh, my cell phone. Okay, I'm go ahead. Yeah, yeah, good, I'm good. Down. That's what we want. That's what we want. Okay. We, I'm, I'm, tra- I'm traveling to Mahaya, Texas, uh, to prepare uh-huh. for the uh, Juneteenth celebration uh, that's going to be held uh, June the 17th. Uh, on a Saturday, and uh, it is the only emancipation park that is owned and operated by the descendants of former slaves. So we really would like for people to come out and visit uh, uh, the Mahaya uh, Juneteenth celebration. Those people work real, real hard uh, together. And that's something that we haven't been able to do much in Dallas. Reverend Barnett, we worked yeah. very hard for 14-1. And do you know that half of the people, uh, half of the minority, uh, put white people on their bond package? They, they, our, our white people are, 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 are representing our districts. Some of them don't even live in the southern sector, and they're rich, and they get to make all the decisions for the bond package. And uh, the only reason why they get away with that is because the people allow them to do it. So what can we do about, you know, making sure that 
that uh, our minority uh, representations put people that look like them and people that live in the district. That's what fourteen one was all about. Uh, what we can do is we just going to have to research and see what's going on to make sure we get our fair share. Now, uh, let me say this about the blind package. People, this is how your community stay up. This is how you do better. This is how you can make can get money in there to help seniors and others uh, put roofs on their house. It's just so much good will come out of this bond package. And I'm going to do, I've asked uh, uh, Councilwoman Arnold, and uh, I'll be asking the city manager to come on my program, this program, and explain what's really going on. And I think people will be very interested in hearing what's in it for them. I really do believe people are going to hear that. Now, going back to... You talking about going down to Comanche Crossing? Yes, I am going to Booker T. Washington uh, uh, Park. Uh, also, we're going to be bringing uh, Dr. Sarah Washington Rush, who is Booker T.'s uh, great-great-granddaughter. Uh, uh-huh. We're having a reception for her on Saturday night from 7 to 9. That is a ticketed event. It's fifty dollars, but the payoff celebration is free, and everyone is invited to come. And we are taking uh, Dr. Rush, Dr. Washington Rush, uh, to Mahaya mm-hmm. um, during the daytime, and we're all going to stop by Waxahachie uh, because yes. her great great grand uncle built William Sidney Pidman built mm-hmm. the dance hall there, the Knights of Pythium uh, in Wasahatchee, so she's going to go by and take a look at it uh, on her way to Mahaya, where Now, the they're building, standing at, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, freeway, right, right there, it's, uh, that uh, Book T. Washington's, uh, was it his grandson or nephew built that deal? It's, it's his son-in-law. His son-in-law. You talking about the Pittman? Yeah, he yeah. built several buildings there. Yeah. He built the 10th Street District uh, uh, AME Church. He built uh, St. James uh, mm-hmm. near downtown, uh, which was the right. black community. Uh, mm-hmm. before, and uh, he built the, the uh, Knights of Pythium. He's the architect uh, for uh, for that. Um and of course, we always uh, recognize uh, Booker T. Washington for the Tuskegee um, Institute, which That's trained right. uh, a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. trying to train people to be entrepreneurs. So we've invited the, the Black Chamber. Uh, Booker T. Washington also contributed uh, secretly to the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah. Uh, he was... Uh, uh, good friends with uh, many of the wealthy, wealthy people in town. Um, for example, uh, Mr. Hobson, who built uh, Standard Oil, who was a mm-hmm. self-made man, uh, a millionaire, uh, made it for modest means. And we're really, really inviting uh, 
uh, Hiawatha Williams and Albert Black, who are just mm-hmm. like just like uh, uh, Booker T. Washington, who grew up uh, descendants of slaves and uh, mm-hmm. grew up with very modest means, and they became millionaires, but they also give back to the community. And so okay. Hiawatha Williams is, you know, he's from Smithville, and and he's yeah. just uh, very good to the community, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, what did you say? Say? I'm sorry? That's, all right. Uh, basically, we're just about out of time. I was, uh, I tell you what, if you get a chance, call call me next week. Call next week. You got want to talk more about these things, what's coming up. Uh, uh, Juneteenth will be coming pretty soon in just a few days. All right, thank you for your call. Next is 972 647 All right, who do we have here? And uh, Taylor is on line four. Who? Taylor. Taylor? Yes, Taylor. Okay, She's on. Right okay. Go ahead, Taylor. I love you. Oh, I hope Taylor. you guys have a good job in the community. I love your show. Uh, thank you, darling. This is my sweetest, the grandbaby. <laughs> thank you, darling. I thought you were doing good job in the community. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, darling. You be sweet. Okay. Yeah? Bye-bye. Stay sweet. Bye-bye, darling. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Uh, bye bye. All right. Who, who you got next? All right. Uh, Eddie is on uh, line three. Who? Eddie. Yo, Eddie. All right. Yeah. Got you. There you go. Hello, Eddie. Uh, good morning, great reverend. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Better and better. I know that's right. You say you can't lose with the stuff you with the man you. Not. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. And all of that is about us. I right. it amazes me that um, there are so many examples of success. The apostles, door to door, door to door, Emerson. And uh-huh. when you want, people, you have to go where the people are. Okay. And The politicians do not go where the people are. We need to reach. If there's no reaching, there is no touching. But you have to work your butt off. This is not uh, a a weak thing. It's a strong thing. We have to go with enthusiasm and zeal to get our message Mm -hmm. out. That's day in and day out, 365. Mm -hmm. What we have Mm -hmm. to do is the message to the people. And that, as I say, is a work, not a job. A job is just over broke, but work is what you do to succeed. And if we allow ourselves, 365, to talk to each other, repeating mm-hmm. that thumb, we will succeed. But we cannot oh, allow yeah. ourselves to depend on somebody else, the state or the federal, to help us. They won't. So we have to do it ourselves, and we should not be bowing down on our knees asking somebody to help us. We have enough money. All we have to do is keep putting the word out, and it will catch on fire. 
I, I tell you what, now, this is what I like about uh, Councilwoman Carolyn Ong. She not only come and talk and have dinners and do things like, she let people know where the money is really buried. Mm-hmm. Now, I call that money that the city has in Dallas, I call that buried money because it's hidden from certain people. And if you don't have certain people, the people that we send down town and vote for, if they don't tell us where it's buried, we'll never know. And over the years, we've had people to go down there to represent us, did not let us know where the money is buried. But believe me, people, there's plenty of money out there and plenty of money in that Dallas budget. Dallas is a very rich city. And until we get people that's going to be down there representing us the way they should, we'll never get anywhere in Dallas, Texas. Because those, those dollars that are buried is our money. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's our money. It's not 99.9. It's 100% and more. I do that right. I'm doing it. Uh-huh. We think about it. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yes, have a good day. All righty. All right, Pierre, do we have time for another caller? Yes, huh? Uh, we, we don't have any other uh, callers. Okay. The we are But uh, no, I mean, we, you st- still can uh, call us right now at uh, 972-647-1893. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Leon? Yes. Uh, are you still a mechanic, too? Uh, yes, it's just like swimming, Reverend Barnett. Once you learn, you never forget. But uh, since I tore my rotator cuff, I had to retire from transmissions and engines and the big heavy stuff because, uh, you know, you need uh, more space and more equipment than I could put in the back of my van. <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> you can go on the road and fix a fix a transmission. Right? Not not anymore. I used to try to do that uh, basically for myself uh, because that's why I got into computers because uh, auto mechanics. If you don't have the right uh, equipment and facility, it can be much more difficult than it already is. You know, 400-pound transmission, 350, 400-pound engine, and you're on your back trying to push it in place. And So I said computers is much easier, and uh, I, I wouldn't mind being like uh, Mark Cuban or Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, some of that big money, but, hey, you know, somebody has to dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. they made their money with, with technology and computers, so... Uh, but uh, you know, I'm glad that you are feeling much better. You sound much better, and uh, you know we're we're you know we're going in a, a much better direction when you start feeling 100. percent And I just oh, yeah. wanted to make sure that uh, you understand that, and the listening audience uh, is supportive of that also. And yes. so, uh, I'm so glad uh, the work that you've done. Uh, Barney was there last week and did a good job. And you're doing a great job. 
that I'm doing as I keep this show going. Right. Keep it going. Keep mm-hmm. it going. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm just shocked we're out of calls. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of callers, we've got one now. All right. Uh, who, who, how much time we got now? We have three minutes. Okay. Who do you have on there? Online. Uh, hold on just a minute. And who do we have here? All right, we have a buddy on a line one now. Betty? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Betty. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you're feeling better. I just want to yeah. elaborate on that artificial intelligence that's coming up the pipe. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Artificial intelligence? Now I get off the line. And about yeah, AI is something that a lot of people is is worried about. Yeah, why young people ain't talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, no, no, artificial intelligence is something as a lot of people that is wondering, upset, uh, could this destroy the human race? So uh, <coughs> I understand what you're talking about, and I know what could be happening. Sure. You know, artificial intelligence has been out for a while and people didn't know, you know, that it was actually artificial intelligence when you pick up the phone and you dial an 800 number and uh, it tells you hi and press one for this, press two for that and press three for the other. Well, that's artificial intelligence. But... uh, Yes. Oh, absolutely. But it's been in development for uh, 20 years. But oh, longer than that. Yes. You but, remember the ro- when robotics came in to be on the car lines up in Detroit? This is right. Oh, this has been over 40 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's the part of artificial intelligence. Absolutely. How can you get in on it? How can you get in on by young people? Uh, well, what do you, when you say get in, can you be a little bit more specific on what, you, what you're what you trying to, you know, get an answer maybe to? I could, maybe I could put this early stages. Maybe I could put this early stages. You like to put this foundation stages. Mm-hmm. And if you could get on it, it seems like it's a lot of money to be made in. That's where the beef is going. Well, just like anything else, uh, you need to do some training. You, you need to get some training. I can tell you straight up, you need to go get some training. And training is available now, but it's time for the workers' beat. So. Uh, we'll talk to you all next Saturday, same time, hey, same have station. A wonderful, wonderful week. Bye bye.